This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acree. And Luke, the very first step in achieving success in your email marketing is to get your recipients to actually open your email. While your click-through rates are really the most important stat, you still can't get someone to your site and actually clicking through your email if they never read it. Split testing subject lines is one of the most important but most often overlooked and underutilized things that you can do to improve your email marketing results. So today we're going to go through 10 different research-backed ways to split your subject lines. And I kind of love this because before we jumped on the podcast, I told Luke finds out the topics of the podcast. Yeah, literally like right before. <laughs> Five minutes before the podcast. So you guys are which truly what getting I, the knowledge in my brain. I think this is why we are a good pair. Yep. Because I spend all 100%. the time having to research everything and Luke can come in and literally riff on anything. Yeah. And he actually goes, he goes, are we going to talk about this one? This one? This one. I'm like, yeah, they're all on the list. Yeah, they're on the list. Which I tells don't know me that these are probably yeah, on not, our listeners' minds as well. Yeah, well, it's stuff we've probably talked about or tested over time. What's interesting about like email marketing or really any marketing, it's a lot like tech. You know how tech, you can buy a computer today and two years from now, it's, yeah. you know, you got to totally upgrade. With marketing, it's literally what could work today gets overused, right? And it doesn't work. And, and, and it's kind of like clothing. You know how bell bottoms like circle back around <laughs> to be popular, right? And then it's like not popular. And- yeah, monochrome is popular now. Is that, has that ever, was that ever popular in the past? Though? I don't know. Monochrome? Wait, I don't uh, think so. But. Educate me. I don't know what monochrome is. Just all like, the same yeah, color. All oh, color. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. what's interesting now is everybody was wearing the really tight jeans. Yep. Now Baggy's it's like, back. now, yeah, now everybody's wearing baggy. And I'm back like, to the 90s. I'm like, I just, guys, I just got on tight jeans. I just got tight jeans. <laughs> I'm pulling all my jeans out from high school. <laughs> all right. But this, uh, a lot of this comes from an article from Drip, which is an email platform, uh, marketing automation platform. And they did a lot of research and pulled a lot of uh, stats. So we're talking billions of emails that were assessed here. Uh, and so actually, before we jump into it, a little trivia fact, emails with no subject line were opened 8% more than others. No way. Yeah. So I sent that to wow. Dan and Gabriel. I'm like, hey, let's test it. Let's test it. And that plays into no our comment before that's not in the list of the misspelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It is because it's, what do you call it? A pattern interrupt? Pattern interrupt. It's, yeah. it's just so different. Well, it visually. also looks like a human did it. Yep. Right. Yes. Versus this is something that was created by a copywriter and sent through editing and scheduled yep. through an automation program. So that that's one little hack you can do. We'll throw a couple of, of those out there in the beginning. But we're going to go through 10, ten different uh, split tests that you can actually run. I really encourage people to split test your email subject lines. I said it in the intro, it really is one of the most important things you can do for effectiveness. It's something that we do on literally almost every single email send. The mechanics of a split test, if you're using any email provider, is going to be basically you write two different subject lines, and then you put them in what's called an A-B split test. The email will automatically send those two subject lines to 20% of your list. And then what it'll do is after a certain amount of time, it will pick the winner. And you can either choose the winner based on click-through rate, or you can choose it based on open rate, and then it'll automatically send out the winning subject line. You can also, if you don't want to get that sophisticated, literally split your list in half, send half uh, one subject line, send half the other subject line. And we use uh, Marketo as an email marketing platform. Yeah, there's other ones that like MailChimp that you can get in for free if you have a limited number of contacts, just to try and start testing this stuff out. So the first thing we'll talk about is putting the name in the subject line versus no name in the subject line. So they looked at 24 billion emails across multiple industries and found that any variation of including a name improved 
open rates by uh, across all industries, 29% open rate. I believe it. And actually what's interesting is today I was on a Zoom call with my brother's real estate team and we were doing a postcard design. And, you know, it was about, do you know why now is the right time to sell? And I said, hey, we need to add the community name that you're going after, yeah, like Forest or, or Farmington, you know, these different areas that people live or Ivy Hill. Because when they see something that is relevant or relevant, very yeah. personal to them, mm-hmm. it makes people pay attention. So your name, what was it? Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. There's nothing more sweet to somebody than their name, than the sound of their name. Absolutely. So here's a couple of different mm-hmm. variations you can test. If you include first and last name, they saw a 33% uh uh, increase from standard deviation. I'm not a math wizard. I don't even know what a standard deviation mm. is. But anyway, it's better. So first and last name <laughs> is better by 33%. It deviates from the standard <laughs> in a positive way. We'll have to have Dan Galloway, our, uh, our director of business intelligence on here to, to help us with yeah. some of this stuff. Last name only, right? So probably Mr. Acre, Mr. Stike, um, uh, Ms., uh, uh, Ms. Thomas. <laughs> I, was I, was like, like, I thought you were going to say Ms. Ariel. <laughs> Uh, 17%. And then first name, only 9%. So that's kind of a gold nugget right there. Uh, we do a lot with just the first name. Yeah. Probably a lot of people do a lot with just the first name. Yeah. Test first and last name. Yeah. Well, that also makes sense because you automatically go, nah, this is not real. Yep. Because most people would not put your first name kind of slang wise in an email, not yep. even your friends. Like yep. they wouldn't even probably do that. Uh, the next thing to test would be, uh, so this is our second one, would be first person language versus second person language. So first person is I and we, second person would be you. So I'm kind of curious, which one do you think would work more? You. You. I had the same thought. Yeah. Because you would think if I'm saying yeah. you, I'm talking to the to person. You. First person actually won with a 40% higher click rate. So the actual click rate, what it did was impacted the click rate more than anything. Here's an example. Uh, Change your subject from, are you measuring your tests accurately to how long should my test run? And it immediately puts it into the person's perspective versus someone speaking to them. So it is the concept that we were thinking about. Same concept we were thinking. But but you actually have to do the opposite to get the psychology. So words to try there would be I, we, us, my, our, me. Avoid words like you, you, your, and yours. Now, don't avoid them. But what we're saying here, the whole goal here is like test them. So if you've got got an email that you're sending out, try one in the first person, try one in the second person, see if those results uh, stay true for you in your industry as well. The third one is urgency versus no urgency. So you touched on this one a little bit for the podcast when you talked about the idea of a promo. Yeah, promo. Emotions, right. Yep. So Robert Cialdani uh, included urgency and scarcity as two of the weapons of influence in copywriting. Subject lines with a sense of urgency have a 22% higher open rate than subject lines without a sense of urgency. So what does that mean? Well, here's some words that you can try. You can try urgent. That was a 79% uh, from standard deviation. Breaking, important, alert, today only. Yeah. Expires tomorrow. Uh, well, we saw this saw a 10% with our increase in that one. Memorial Day sale. Memorial Day, one day left. Yep. Uh, they use a lot. Uh, here's kind of an example, a uh, real world example. Instead of saying download our split testing ebook for free, say download our split testing ebook for free, and then in brackets today only. So you don't have to like figure out how to get the urgency into the sentence. You can sometimes just bracket it at the end, or you can put urgent in brackets at the beginning. Yeah, as well. because it triggers. I mean, we just had a guest on that was talking about the different parts of the brain. It triggers the emotional side of the brain. Yeah, like yeah. you're missing out. Yeah, FOMO. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Uh, next one is, I think you brought this one up. You guessed this one too. Long versus short. Long versus short. Now, my opinion on this would be longer seems to be working better for me per, to catch me personally. Mm. 
which is interesting. Like, because I don't read the whole email anymore. I literally read what the subject line is and then decide. But what is the actual result? So you're not entirely wrong. You're not entirely off. So shorter is better. Um, Basically, the basic advice is no more than 20 characters. Uh, And then I can run through real quick. Zero to five words is a 16% open rate. Six to 10 words is 21%. So you see the increase there. Then you see a decrease once you start hitting 11, 15 words. Uh, 16 to 20 words is 12%. 21 to 25 words is 9%. So six to 10 words is the best. I think the average number of characters in the English language uh, for a word is like four and a half words. And I think it's like four to five words or four to six words tend to work the best, which puts you right in that less than 20 character range. However, real quick, if you go above 20 yeah. characters, this then hits what you were speaking about. You may as well go to 61 plus characters. Because that's what will show in the actual subject line. Because everything, so they did this graph where they showed zero to 20 characters and then 21 to 60 characters and then 61 plus characters. And in every industry, that middle one, 21 to 60 was the worst. Wow. So zero to 20 was, or one to 20 was the best. 61 plus was second best and then that middle. So don't play the middle. I wonder if that is because you can't get out your true thought. I think so. I think if you look at email, if you look at email subject lines in general, we've talked about this in podcasts before where you want to include curiosity. It's a lot easier to include curiosity with less words. You want to be clear, but you want to leave something there to be desired. Once you break that curiosity threshold, you you better be explaining it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes so much sense. All right, the next one that you accurately guessed before the podcast as well, emojis versus no emojis. So Mm. this is one, you actually hit on this, uh, that, you know, things kind of fall out of uh, style. It did work. And then then it it stopped working and now it's coming back around. So in 2012, Experian found that emojis and subject line increased their open rates by 56%. This really kicked off the emoji storm. Everybody's doing emojis at that point. We've seen other uh, tests that were run in the mid uh, 2017s where uh, a company, I can't remember which, uh, I think it was Expedia. They started seeing emojis slowly taking over from an open rate perspective. Uh, More recently though, some companies have been seeing uh, less results. So they're actually starting to see a 2% less open rate. Makes sense. With emojis. Yeah, because everybody's doing it. Yeah. Or was doing Definitely it. Definitely something that you want to test with your own audience. We have not seen necessarily a decrease in open rates when it comes to using emojis, but it certainly has not been the instant uh, success that it used to be. Well, here's an interesting thought for you because uh, referencing, again, the meeting I had this morning, we were designing this postcard and they used a the hundred sign emoji mm. because they were saying why right now is a hundred percent time this I love the, the idea the of emojis in print though right yeah but here's the thing so we're looking at it and David our new Facebook ads guy goes hey you know and he's a little bit older he goes hey you know just kind of so you guys know I have know nothing about this because he was on for Facebook ads he goes but what you guys are saying that says I did not read it that way when I first read it. I read it as like, why now is 100 the time to sell? Not 100% because it doesn't have the percent. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting how you have to be careful with emojis because you don't know how people actually interpret them. Mm -hmm. Like the different smiley faces. Like, have you ever gotten a face where it's just like, I can't tell if that's a smile. There's a lot. That's like like a... a mad My and new angry favorite one? emoji is the melting smiley face. Yeah. Though, in, the, yes. in the latest iOS update. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, the next one here, I can't remember, I'm not sure what number we're on, but I think we're on six. Uh, all caps versus no capitalization. So this is an interesting one that I didn't really think about because I always perceived email subject lines in all caps as looking spammy, mm-hmm. which it can. And this one does come with a caveat. Some email uh, service providers actually m- flag it, may actually flag that if you yeah. use it too much, but still encourage uh, you to test it. MailChimp was able to produce a small increase, a 7% increase when using all caps versus running a a test where they ran one word in caps. So advice here, test yourself, use the exact same subject line in all caps, and then try the exact same subject line where you only capitalize one word. Yeah, I think you just have to be careful of the content there because all caps makes it seem like you're yelling. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it just depends on what you, what the content is of the email. I actually think that was seven. This is number eight. Exclamation marks versus no exclamation marks. Another touchy one, but it, because again, uh, spammers and Stop companies tend to put me. a lot of exclamation yeah. marks in. I would definitely uh, 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 not use multiple exclamation points. Yeah. Don't use like five or six exclamation points. You'll probably get flagged for that. But this company informs, which is another uh, marketing uh, automation platform, looked at over 5,000 subject lines. In general, more punctuation led to better open rates. The cat- Do you really think that was the punctuation? That can- Anyways, go ahead. Continue. Uh, when testing, yeah, punctuation versus no punctuation. Okay, but same exact subject line? I would or- assume so. Okay, okay. But I don't know. I would assume Because I just so. wonder if the, if the exclamation points have to deal with urgency-based sub- subject lines, and it's really the urgency that's creating the yeah if they looked at 5000 just 5000 subject lines where half of them had one you know punctuation yeah. half in it but cuz it know. makes sense like for an urgency based subject line but anyways but uh the other the caveat there is question marks actually decreased open rates by 8.1% on average my thought on that totally not sure if this is true or not but it's because a question causes you to have to think and you should I agree. never have the prospect I, use brain power that they don't have to. I, I think agree 100%. I, a little bit different. I, I look at it from the standpoint of if I'm being asked a question, I'm expected to answer and I don't want to answer. Exactly. It. <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't want to have to think. I don't want to have to do anything. Which is kind of cool because one of our um, our most popular email subject line says, can I send you a sample? But we don't use a question mark. We use an ellipsis. Interesting. Yeah. Um, But again, test both in your own uh, marketing. The number nine one, probably the most effective, if you're going to pick any of these, not to spoil the action item there, Luke, but if you're going to pick any of these would be this one, ambiguous copy versus specific copy. Mm. We have talked about this on past podcasts. In copywriting, it's best to be clear rather than clever. A Weber tested six clear subject lines versus six creative subject lines. And then that single test Clear subject lines performed better by 541%. Wow. So what does that look like? Here's an example uh, of a clear subject mind. Email marketers, here's what to watch for in 2022. A little bit of curiosity in there. Very specific if you're an email marketer that's going to appeal to you versus a more creative one, which was getting earth-friendly beyond email. Right. So I was like, I don't really know what that means. I'm not sure what that's about. Another clear one would be email timing, a look at six marketers. So obviously this is going to introduce me to six different marketers in this field versus this one that where they tried to be clever. A Weber's awesome Anthony A, where the W in awesome is capitalized because that's how A Weber is stylized. Yes. You know why though? Because here's what I think is the platform and the context that the consumer is in is not in an entertainment mindset. You don't go to your email to be entertained. Yeah. Like you're not there to to have a funny gif or to, that's not we what We literally would see this in our past email promotions where we would go like uh April's leads create or no April's seeds make 
maze leads yeah. or spring into <laughs> spring into the new seas or something. Yeah. Anyway, trying to do all these clever ones always did worse than once we just started switching to exactly what we were trying to say. Exactly. Last one, and I love this one because it ends on a feel-good note, gratitude versus no gratitude. So this one, I, I actually had the opposite. Uh, I actually thought that maybe gratitude would uh, perform Worse. What was what was your initial thought? My gut would have said it would have performed better. Performed better. Okay. Yeah. Only you, because it it triggers emotion or or, or it triggers right. charity from the person. When analyzing five thousand emails, informs noticed that one type of email had incredible open rates. Those emails all included the phrase "thank you." So here are some examples. Thank you for all your dues. Sixty five percent. A heartfelt thank you. Sixty three percent. Thank you for your outstanding support, 57%. These are open rates. Mm-hmm. And then thank you for making a difference, 53%. After I looked at those results, I'm like, duh, I should have known that answer. When we send out thank you That's notes, what I was going to say. At the end of the year, we always thank get you the video. best. We get 60 to 75% open rate on our thank you emails. Yeah, it makes sense because people I, don't underestimate a compliment. Yeah. Like, it is amazing. How at first, I looked through it through the, through the lens of, like, myself and thinking, okay, thank you notes. It's just going to be a generic email from a company. But then when I thought back on our own results, I was like, nah, that works. So. Yep. Definitely uh, sent. Now, obviously, you can't send thank you in every email. <laughs> yeah, it's like, thank you for signing up for our Memorial Day sale. Thank you. <laughs> right, for- right. I actually missed one. I feel, <laughs> I actually missed a tip. No wonder I was, I thought I was on the uh, the wrong. So, bonus tip. This is the actual number 10. Sorry, Gabrielle. I'm completely screwing up your notes here. But free versus synonyms. I wanted to make sure we brought this one up too. Using the word free in a subject line can increase open rates by 10% across all industries. But here's the caveat. Certain industries saw a decrease. Real estate actually saw a 15% decrease. Really? When using free in subject lines. Other industries include retail, business and finance, medical and travel and transportation. So if all you're- All saw a decrease. All saw a decrease. Yeah, Ooh, all so of the other industries our main audience listeners don't use the word free. Don't use the word free. Try using cinnamon. Uh, cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon. Cinnamon. In a latte. It will taste really good. <laughs> Try using synonyms. Uh, freebie was 13 times effective as free in a study from MailChimp across all Why industries. do you think that is in the in the service-based industries like that? What would your gut say? I think it's almost like a too good to be true I, I was, type of thought. Like I don't want a free, I don't want an email from my doctor saying free anything. I, yeah, I was gonna say the <laughs> product or the service they how to get offer, free. Yeah, the service they offer is too high value to ever be offered for free. So it loses trust. So this would kind of lead to this idea of if you're putting out free market analysis, right? Like consider not using the word free. Uh, Try like learn what your home is worth. Um, Try complimentary market analysis. So a couple couple options are on the house, comp or complimentary, handout, no charge. So learn what your home is worth and then in brackets on the house. That might be a little on the nose for the (laughs) real estate market, but... You can always try it. That's the whole point of this is to test. <laughs> That's fantastic. There you go. There's our 10, not nine, uh, email subject lines to start A-B testing with your email marketing today. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. If you're interested in learning or supporting the show, there's two ways we ask you how to, uh, we ask you to do that. First way is head on over. To, I make one mistake and I'm gone. <laughs> Just done. <laughs> I you lost know, a whole other episode to record after. This. I lost it's all of my notes two minutes before we jumped yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, the pathways in your brain, you need more, what is it called? Thi- Confidence. No, no, no. Mel- Mella. No, no, no. It was like Thymine. Th- th- what was it? 
I can't remember what it's called. I can't either. And I made yeah. so Mylan? many Mylan. Mylan. I kept wanting to say Thymin. Oh man, you need more Mylan in your brain today. from no, that we, silver dollar. If you episode. did enjoy this episode and it helped you out at all, we would love if you show your support. First way is to head on over to Apple Podcast, drop us a five star review and a comment to let us know how we're doing. And the best way to show your support is to share this episode with a friend or colleague. Speaking of email subject lines, if you're going to be writing email subject lines, you need some inspiration. A lot of times that inspiration yes. comes from something like a dictionary, right? Lots of different words in the dictionary. You can almost find any word in the dictionary. Um, I actually, speaking of dictionaries, yes. I ran into my friend Mark the other day and he stole my dictionary. I said, Mark, my words. <laughs> Redemption. That was a good If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on all the socials. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Here's your action item, right? The obvious one is be clear, not clever. But I think an easy one for you to execute on, because that one you might have to think a little bit about, but this one's super easy. Add gratitude to one of your emails. Send a thank you email out to everybody in your sphere right now, just thanking them. We're halfway through the year thanking them so far for the year you've had and that you appreciate them being in your life. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on that today. Mm-hmm.